You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? What are you doing? Hanging out. It's fucking hot. How's it down out. It's hot as shit, dude. Yeah. It was fucking hot in Mexico, but humid. So I'm like, oh, this will be nice. But oh, it sucks. No, yeah, it's humid here. It sucks dick. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. Dude, so you're the dog. They're shutting down. Yeah, I know, man. I'm... Hey, Mitch. Hey. Hi, Mitchell and the boys. Hi. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. What does your niece think of these clowns? <laughs> oh, Uncle Jay and Uncle Shags? Oh, no. <laughs> she just thinks... No, I uh, I had a ICP shirt on yesterday, and she's like, what that on your shirt? I was like, oh, it's a, it's a clown. She goes, is he nice clown or mean clown? I was like, oh, he's nice. <laughs> she goes, nah, you go change that shirt right now. <laughs> cool kid. Should have told her he's nice. He's too dope. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. She she comes in and she stares at this thing, uh, this this big cutout, and I don't know what she thinks of it. But she doesn't spend much time in this office anymore. <laughs> it's your scarecrow for children. Wow. <laughs> I guess so. Where do you get them? <laughs> twist, and, twist and shout. Oh, nice. They have another one there. Matt could get for his office, right? No. The oh. other, the one of the workers bought it. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, man. He got the new school one where they have like red face paint and like, uh, yeah. I was like, give me the, give me the old school. I like the, the old school one. But anyway, sorry to be late, fellas. I just got back from Chuck E. Cheese. You came in like 30 seconds after Matt. Oh, nice. Oh, 268. I never got it. I'll get it now. Uh, 268. Uh, Jake, you got to send me 269. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do anything while I was down there. Couldn't That's really. all right. You were having fun. I did. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I had a good time. That's cool. I was jealous of that one place that you sent us the, the Zenses. Holy cow. That place, was, that place was too dope. Let me tell you. Uh, was it, it shaggy, though? No. Well, there were parts. Uh, there were a lot of things... It was a very engaging, ecologically friendly park and it engaging in the sense that like you interacted, um, it was all about the photos. So really what you're doing is you're, <coughs> you're paying to put yourself in all these uh, opportunities, opportunities to buy photos. We spent a hundred bucks on uh, 90 bucks on photos. So what they do is they give you these wristbands with a like RFID chip and they have all these things. So I don't know if you're familiar with Eshkaret or Shelha. There are a bunch of theme parks in Mexico that start with the letter X. So mm. Senses was X-E-N-S-E-S. Uh, Eshkaret is X-C-A-R-E-T. They have Shelha, X-E-L-H-A. Some of them, you know, are like, obviously they're, they have Mexican, uh, excuse me, Spanish meaning and and maybe Mexican uh, uh, history. And all the parks have like jungle and water awareness and and theme. So it's, it's really cool. There's a lot going on. Well, this nice. place has all these eyeballs around the park and a little area that you could scan your wristband at and it'll take a photo. But like we were walking, let me see how I could word this. We were up 
looking like we were walking uphill through a town and all the buildings were built kind of, you know, straight if you were walking up a hill like in San Francisco. Yeah, plum. However, we were actually walking uh, downhill. And they were all angled the wrong way. Yes. And it was that sounds fun. very disorienting. It was. And there were pl- and there were rooms like you would go in and you would signal the thing and take a picture, but all the furniture was on the ceiling. So when it took the picture, it looked like you were upside down on the ceiling. So everybody stores them on their own wristband. Then you uh, can go to these different booths and look at your pictures. Then when you're ready to check out, they... It's all or nothing. Like the whole family's pictures or no one's pictures. Because if you only got one wristband, uh, supposedly they like block out the other people in the photo except for that person, which I don't think is true. But regardless, we ended up getting 324 pictures. Some of which, so yeah, some of which maybe just had the background and no people. Like it was a picture got took before we paid attention or we didn't notice or whatever it was. And it was really cool. Um, They had this one area where like you pose for the camera and you don't know what you were posing at. But when it took the picture in front of the area that you were posing at, they had these different metal art installations and they were just all weird and all kinds of stuff. But when you took a picture from a certain angle, it spelled the word sensitive. Damn, dude, I want to go to there. I highly recommend it for anybody. Is it it a water park or a theme park? It's a theme park. So it's not water. This one does not have water. If you want a water-based one, you want to go to Shell Ha. We were doing zip lines into the water. We were going into cenotes. We were going to like, which are uh, underground caves, uh, uh, excuse me, pools. So like you can see openings in the earth and then look down and there's like a pool. That's called like a cenote. Nice. You can go swimming in them. We were floating down a river, floating on these inner tubes through these mangroves, just swimming in this lagoon. So it's where the... Atlantic Ocean uh, comes in off of a river. So it's cold. Yeah, kind of. It's cold uh, and and mildly salty. That's cool, man. It it was amazing. Uh, It sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, what are we doing just being here right now? We should go there. Well, trade off is uh i got covid um, <laughs> i'm not laughing at that that's no it's it's there's something funny to it i started my summer with covid i'm ending my summer with covid like my break yeah. is over this is my last week oh uh, shit yeah and i started my summer break with covid so bookends that's that's the way it goes yeah that's why my sister wanted to take my niece to Chuck E. cheese tonight because she has to go back tomorrow and teach so it's just yep. like end of the summer yep. nice dude did you fucking fuck up some ski ball dog? No, I tried to help my niece, but she just whipping them into the glass. And I was just like, all right, well. <laughs> That's because she's know. a gangster, dude. She don't play by the rules. You're supposed no. to play and win all the tickets for her. I know, but if she tries to, you know, I don't want to take the ball out of her hand and have her scream. No, and then they will be like, is this your kid? And I'm like, no. I mean, you play, you play next to her. Yeah, I know. It's a double. It's a double cost commitment, but that's that's the way it goes. Well, I got there late because I had to work, so I didn't have a pass card, and I didn't want to chew up all of her points. So, yeah, did you get pizza? Yeah, cold pizza because I got there late. Cold pizza is my favorite pizza, dog. 
Yeah, it's all right, man. Rat pizza, the alternative. Hot pizza. Oh no, it's too hot. It hurts you. You burns your mouth. I know, man. I'm I'm feeling my stomach is a battlefield right now. (laughs) Your stomach's a battlefield. We are pizza to pizza. We stand (laughs) acid to throat. Love is a battlefield. Food is a battlefield. Dude, I I used to eat a lot of. I had nine whoppers last night, and today has been a battlefield. What the fuck? Nine? Nine? Yeah, I made friends with the cook. Nine whoppers is a lot. Usually I'd get Oh, the burger. I thought you meant like the chocolate malt balls. No. Dude, I hate those chocolate malt balls. Whoppers, if you say whoppers to me, it's already, it's burger. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Uh, Jake, that's, that's not healthy. Oh, no, I was starving. It felt so good. But today... Man, I was a whole new machine. What? I'm sure you were. How many calories in a Whopper? Do you get cheese on them? No. No cheese? You're a freak. You can't eat nine slices of cheese, man. That's a brick of cheese. That's that's the difference between shitting the next day or not shitting the next day. I, I 677 need- calories in one Whopper. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not trying to shame you because I also eat like a fucking garbage dump. But like, dude, nine Whoppers. Like, I bow down to you. How do you maintain your girlish figure? I mean, the day before, I had a can of soup. So I probably ate 200 and some calories the day before. So I'm at like a 1,700 calorie deficient going into it. And then Homeboy came by the shop, and I was like, I was thinking about Whoppers tonight. He was like, oh, I got all these coupons. And I was like, oh, you're my hero. Dang. Yeah, that's wild. Whoppers, man. I mean, I I could probably eat two Whoppers and I'd be full. Did you have fries with them? No. Okay. Okay. That's just filler. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You should, you know what you should do, Jake? You should dethrone that cocky prick Joey Chestnut. Yeah, but I have to have like the right circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like those guys that can just like sit down and do it. Like, I've got to actually be hungry. And then when, and then when it's over, it's over. I can't like just like shove hot dogs in my mouth that are wet. Like, I, I have to do it for enjoyment. I'm not out here just for the love of the game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, plus, you don't want to like get into a hot dog eating competition where you have to dunk a bun in water and stuff. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's what I mean. Like if I couldn't enjoy the eating, those guys can eat shit that is for sure not tasting good. And like that's that is a whole nother realm of being able to shove shit in you when it's not delicious. I enjoy eating. And that's why I wouldn't want to do those kind of competitions. Like I enjoy the active eating. That's what I mean. Like I sat down and was just like, I'm going to line two dinner tables, two dinner trays with burgers. And then I'm going to finish these last two episodes of Sandman. And I won't have to get up or move to continue snacking and eating the whole time. Granted, they lasted almost one episode, but. (laughs) So wait, you finished the series? Yeah. All right, let's get into this. We're at episode one. No, is it one seven two seventy two seven zero two seventy of the broadcast geeks? I am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Mitchell Entertainment Jones. Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we've been we've been talking about some interesting stuff, especially about uh, senses. And maybe you should edit it somehow. But uh, you said you just finished watching the salmon. Mitch, did you watch any of it? Nope. Okay. I keep doing this thing where I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch something. And I, I'm like, I'm going to start season three of the Orville. Mm-hmm. So I want to watch that. Um, Marcelo has already shamed me for not watching it on Twitter. And I was like, okay, 
I'm going to lay down in my bed for 10 minutes with the lights on. So I'll still have enough gumption to watch, you know, three or four hours of TV in like 10 minutes. So you know where you're making the mistake, yet you continue to make it. Of course. Of course, dude. I know as soon as I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lay down in my bed with the lights on so that I'm going to have enough energy to get up, get my (laughs) tablet, put my headphones on and and, uh, watch three hours of the Orville and it doesn't work that way. Why don't you just lay down and watch 10 minutes of it before you have the energy to get back up? I I think I need to sit up, but what I, uh, yeah, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I haven't watched the Sandman. I'm not initiated with the books. So lay it on me, you cool cat daddies. Well, how do you get the smell of the pooch butt off your dick? Pooch butt? Yeah, from fucking the pooch. pooch. Oh. So wait, Jake, had you read the the comics? Uh, I've read some of them, but I didn't read like all 10 volumes. Yeah, okay. It, it was a little too psychedelic for me when it was introduced to me when I was like 12. Got it, got like, it. Like the art, the concepts of death and like the yeah, whole yeah. thing was just like a little bit above my reach for enjoyment. Like I thought it was cool, right? but I'm, I wasn't as into it. Like I think if I went back and read them as an adult, I'd fucking love it. But when I was a kid, the art was a little odd. The, the paneling was very odd. The concepts were fucking pretty heady and it just didn't grab me that much. I, thought, I always thought it was cool. And I mean, he showed up in a couple of other things back in the Dark Horse days and the Constantine crossovers. So like I had to know about the lore. The Hunter, did you read the um, uh, the books of magic? A couple of them. Constantine yeah. shows up in there. And oh, I yeah. Think, yeah. I think Sam Man shows up in, in one. You mean like good Harry Potter? <laughs> I like Harry Potter. I do too, but I, but I, I think it's pretty wild point. that she's never been uh, caught or really publicly admonished for stealing Neil Gaiman's story down to the scar and the whole fucking thing. No, she gets blamed for for uh, stealing, accused of stealing someone else's uh, work. Yeah, but it's definitely Gaiman's. Also, like, I don't know about that. Fucking turf. I, I I would believe that she was. I think it 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 reads to me like she read books of magic and then like five years later had a fresh idea while she was waitressing. Like I don't think she knowingly stole. I think anything. there are certain concepts that would probably be prevalent amongst these type of stories. If they're going to have any kind of semblance of reality, like the scar, uh, the haircut, the glasses, well, the no, dress, no, no, the school that. colors, none of that. Like, like that. <laughs> That's, that's, that's all. That's what I mean. Funny. But I think that's the kind of shit that would bleed over, even if you were writing an honest story four years after you read a six issue comic with your kid. One of the things that always stood out for me for the books of magic because I've I've read them, uh, the comics, you, the new ones too. No, I haven't read it. So I was introduced to the Sandman in college, so that okay. would have been early ninety, and uh, I've read all ten, eleven, whatever extra volumes multiple times and they've always been a huge catalyst for change in my life like whenever i need to really shit or get off the pot i read that series and i make my decision and and it's usually for the best that's why it's like the first tattoo i got is a sandman tattoo and it's it's very strong theme for me the books of magic i really enjoy there's this one part where the main character his name is the boy his name is tim hunter i believe and uh the reason why that I remember that is because in the line, when someone asks about their name, I don't know if they're asking him or or them, which is kind of funny. Uh, they they say names are important. Names have power, and other people introduce themselves, like for example, Midnight Mitch Jones, you know, um, or or something a little bit more cryptic, where he 
the kid always introduced himself as Tim Hunter and the Hunter part, obviously, you know, it's, it's got that strong connotation, but it's, I just thought, I always thought that was cool. It's just something that always stood out for me, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm geeked out for the series. So I'm curious to hear your, your take of it. Have you watched? So much like bitch, I have these grand ideations for, for viewing. And then I end up watching the last episode and a half of alone. Uh, so do you guys like, I've watched one uh, episode. Are you guys like motley crewing it and getting a burrito that you share? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Get, Get the Fritos inside for that extra crunch. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine cutting your fucking penis with a Frito chip. That would be the worst thing to have to explain to a significant no. other. My rationale is I was out of the country for a week, and it wasn't something like we were. We didn't really oh. watch anything until the last night or two. So I don't think you're screwing any pooch. I just no. thought you might have today, since everybody was homesick. Yeah, but I was catching up to reality, and, I, yeah. and not everybody. The girls are not. That's the thing. So I had to oh, like that's... send them out. I'm like, go explore. <laughs> yeah, they got their ex genes, dude. I told them to go nice. explore their neighborhood. Today was like the first time uh, that they did it on their own. Anyway, I watched one episode and I have my okay. Critique. I have my critiques right off the bat and I'm guilty of, I'm that kind of fan who initially makes those comparisons and said, well, why'd they get rid of this? Why'd they get rid of that? You know, all that well, shit. I'm sad he's not with us because even Nate in the chat made a comment about like, you know, I wish they'd done it this way. I'm yeah. not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with a specific thing. And then 45 minutes later, got back in the chat and was like, time to eat my words. No, I, I, I read that. And, and I made the note. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that Gaiman's in charge of the whole thing exactly means that like the things that are changed are accounted for. Like I'm, I'm nothing. Very, there's right. there's there's things gained and lost in the story, mm -hmm. but not not in any value. Like no, I, he, I know that he made he made damn sure in a way that it's like wow, like it's too bad so many of the great creators of our time aren't as sociable as Neil Gaiman because it you can really see the credit and like uh, the the artisticness that gets retained when they can have a creator that involved. But I understand that like Chris Claremont's a fucking freak. Like like I get that the people that have created most of the things we like wouldn't be able to. Mm -hmm. uh address an entire film crew in a way that was meaningful and not weird or screamy right like so, uh so <laughs> like what's his name who who did the watchman uh alan moore yeah like moore can't go fucking help no. with anything he, no. he's insane he's no i, quite I agree. literally insane i i know this and i'm going <clears throat> in with an open mind my my comparison today was the lord of the rings movies i saw okay. each of them in the theaters yeah and that and that was done by somebody who just had huge respect. But imagine if Daredevil had Frank Miller on set, no, no, adjusting no, but, every step. But my point is, I was very critical of it at it. But way after, I've seen those movies so many times that I ate my words, you know, so yeah. quickly. I, I know that it's hard not to just be instantly critical. Um, yeah, but there's big changes that I could see even just from reading the early volumes that, like, but, I could see as a fan seeing it at first, where you'd be like, uh oh. What are they doing? I understand what he did with the Corinthian mm -hmm. and, and I'm okay with it. Uh, initially I was like, okay, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to look at it very analytically and say to myself, like, why is he making this change? Now he has to keep it down into chunks. So he has to take out what premise needs to be most prevalent in this. Then he needs to look at all the little parts and how they feed into it. And yet he still needs to give us 
the the love like when so a lot of it man i think a lot of the changes other than constantine are honestly just so it'll be visually storytellingly satisfying for no one's people that aren't familiar with the book let me let me let me continue and say that i don't have anything against i loved it and i'm going to oh, yeah. continue to love it because i know i'm going to get the story that i need regardless of the visuals i just look at the visuals maybe they did like a reissue of a comic and they changed certain panels that's how mm-hmm. i'm looking at it so i'm totally okay with it uh the yeah. thing i was going to say is they gave like uh what is it what is it called is it called fan mail or no it's like when they give you stuff you know when they fan, service. fan service fan service when when he was talking about the the dreaming and he was coming in and describing his realm you see all the characters like there's this yeah. martin tenbones is on one of the floating ships so it's like all right he either is not going to be in the story or he will be there and we get to see him regardless and then you get to see at some point i don't know if i don't know if in that picture i got to see kane and abel like uh you get to see merv pumpkin like you get to see all the characters so the slight changes like going from lucian to to lucien i, yeah. I don't care about that because right. it's 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 an aspect of that dream and it doesn't have to be the pictures don't have to be the same. That's the beauty of of graphics for comics is that the pictures could change, but the story is there. But even the Corinthian being different, I had to like pause and Google it. So I was like, that's not what I remember. Well, I don't oh, know how okay. different he's gonna be. It's uh, not that that's what I mean. Most of the changes are changes so that they don't have to approach some of the psychedelic scenes in the book by grounding everything just like a touch more in reality mm. he Mitch, can explore you know all the same it? things about huh? the do you know anything about the sandman or and its story nope okay well it's about this dude morpheus who's like the king of dreams okay and the god of dreams basically but he's not a god what an endless what is he called so he's one of seven that are called the endless yeah and it's him destiny Death, fuck. Destiny. Death, death, fuck? No. Destiny, death, dream, destruction, despair, Despair. uh, desire, and delirium. And delirium used to be delight, but she saw too much, and she kind of lost a few marbles. You only meet a handful of them in this first series. They're already writing the second series because Gaiman slipped up in interviews that they did this week with Nerdist and was ba- basically turned to the guy that he's doing it with, like all the writing and everything, and was like, well, see, okay, hold on, this might fix your problem in the second season. And they kind of just roll with it, but you can see the guy doing the interview because it's a Zoom tape, and you can mm-hmm. see him just like fucking Chris Tucker wide-eyed. Like You can see that he's like, uh-oh, I just scooped the fuck out of these guys because Gaiman's being sloppy. All right, which... Which of the ones show up? Let me see. Uh, obviously, death. we see dream, we see death, we see desire. And uh, what's despair? What's dis- despair, yeah. Desire's the other twin, half. Which yeah. means that we're either going to get a destiny or a delirium. And I'm guessing it's destiny and it's in the last episode. No. Ooh. We already covered everybody we see. Oh, just the four? Yeah, I, I mean, it ends with... I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but you know the book, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, it 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 basically ends with unity. Unity. Yeah, unity. unity. Unity sacrificing herself for Rose. And I can't remember if those are the same character names or if I even got that far in the comic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Unity Kincaid is her grandmother, right? Right, yeah. So Unity Kincaid dies so that... Right, you know, the, yeah. the transfers, the whatever transfers, right. and then the vortex, dream, the vortex, and dream is all perplexed by it. Right, so that's that's where it ends. I mean, 
they ended it some of the most cocky I've seen anything end going like, yeah, we'll see you next year. Like, we don't need a cliffhanger. The game is see, on award. Yeah, see you next year, motherfuckers. I'm, I'm a little biased, but honestly, he is the greatest living storyteller. Well, and I imagine to get him involved, there was some kind of concrete contracting do you know what i'm like i doubt netflix was able to get gaiman's full attention without promising him like we'll we'll let you tell your whole goddamn story like we promise we're not going to pull the plug on you fucking 10 episodes in right i'm sure he has it writing in some kind of way of like i get to finish you guys can play with my budget maybe but i if if i have to do it with hand puppets and silhouette i'm gonna fucking finish my story it's gonna make them it's gonna make them money and ratings i'm telling you like for a lot of people like myself that story is has hit home i mean i you the professor jeff he he talks about it. It's huge for him. He and I bonded over it. Um, yeah, no, he loves it, man. Uh, one of the owners of the Oriental and uh, HQ on Broadway. He's a big fan. Like, there's a lot of people I know that you just wouldn't expect it. Uh, but I'm telling you, like, his his writing is phenomenal. His stories are wonderful. And this series, uh, to give you the 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 way I break it down is the the overarching theme of the series is one individual's inability to deal with change and to change, you know, like well, yeah. very yeah. rigid towards it. Yep. Um, because and that and that's a central theme where uh they they alluded to it where Lucienne says um, when they thought that when dreams like, wait a minute, people thought I would abandon my realm. Like, how could they not know me better than that? And she said, with all due respect, you wouldn't be the first of of your people to abandon us. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop doing your your job. So each of those characters. One of them's missing. Yeah. Mitch, each of those characters is a representation of just that thing we experience. You know, we all die. We all have a destiny. We all dream. We all desire, we all despair, uh, the ability to destroy. And so I guess I won't give anything about away about that. Um, cool. I'll wait till I was planning on watching it for sure. But yeah. I think what I'm going to do is keep all it's the fun. lights on, Yeah. lay down for like 10 minutes. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's done really well. I think the actor they got to play, Dream, is about as perfect a fucking casting as they could get. I think so it far, was I would agree. hinging on that. I think the show would have failed miserably mm-hmm. if whoever played Dream couldn't pull it off. And it's a real obtuse fucking weird thing to do. So I think this kid fucking nailed it, especially after seeing him in interviews and realizing he's like a very normal person. Like he really nailed it in this show. He pulls yeah. off he pulls off a character that seemed unpulloffable forever. Like it just didn't seem like that was something that could ever be played on film and be taken seriously or believable. Didn't somebody option this a while ago? Like not Justin Long, but um It might have been. Who's Justin the guy Thoreau? that no, who's the guy that played the Robin in the Bane Batman movie? Oh, uh, no. He wasn't Robin, but he was... Uh, his oh, name Joseph was. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, I think, had had optioned it or tried to do something with this in the last decade. Yeah, it's... I mean, it, it really... It seemed unapproachable for the longest time because uh, it is so deeply weird in the source material. And not weird in a bad way. It's just... It's like Kirby era dr strange like it's it's hard to express that on screen in a way that makes sense can i ask you without giving too much information about it it's more of a yes or no is there a scene 
where I know Dream goes to hell because he encounters Lucifer. Um, yeah. However, is there the scene where he does the 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 battle and and basically gets the mic drop? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mark Hamill's in this. Oh, really? As a voice? He's yeah, the voice dude. of Mervyn Pumpkinhead. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and he awesome. rules. Mervyn's like the janitor, uh, the soup or whatever at uh, at the castle. Yeah. It's really cool. Patton Oswalt's in almost every episode. Is yeah, Matthew. he plays Matthew the Raven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just saw Jessamy get killed in the first episode. Obviously, yep. Oh my goodness! Ooh. The way that the way that they fuck with the like the perspective on the people when they're in the dream mm-hmm. is a real subtle cool film technique Mm -hmm. like thing like uh it'd be like having a camera at my angle on dream mitch but then like the person he's dealing with is in your angle and they're on the same plane and it just makes it look kind of off like a dream cool Ooh, they have the spider sisters yeah they rule will Uh, i understand this without reading the comics oh absolutely 100 percent. absolutely Will you appreciate it as much as me? No. Maybe not. I, I think you will, because the one thing they did is they kind of made it... They kind of made it to where Morpheus is going to grow a little bit faster than he did in the books, I think. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think the payoffs are going to come a little quicker in the show. So I think it's less... Uh, I, they they wanted this to be satisfying as a season for people who've never read it. They and he did a really good job. I instead know. Of, sh- Go ahead. Sorry. In, instead of you just immediately needing to read volume two or whatever, they did a good job of this being a thing that like you'll really wonder what happens next, but you're not going to be like, what the fuck happens to so like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I already said it the best way. He's just he's growing. He's maturing faster than he did in the books. I think. Ooh. Perfect casting for Gilbert, Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah, dude. That was pretty cool. That got me all excited. For some reason, I thought he was dead. Stephen Fry? Yeah. Didn't he get sick? I thought he was sick or dead. Uh, I don't know. Ooh, yeah, and the, the serial convention that I see is going to be there because here's Funland. Oh, yeah, that episode. Yeah. That that the, the serial, the collectors are a lot. I bet. I bet that's hard to watch. It's hard to read. It they they toned it down from the book because I kind of remember that being when I was like you know eleven or twelve and like I don't think I want to read this anymore. This isn't fun. Yeah, you. It went from really heady ideas to fucking freak serial killers. Like I'm, I'm good. So they go on the walk when when she appears. They go on the walk and she's like, "Walk with me," and she takes a bunch of people to the next place. Um, and I already saw an ad that showed the old violinist, the old Jewish violinist who says the Shema before he dies. Do they also show the volleyball players or the soccer players, whatever they are? And does he st- okay. okay. No, no, just the violinist is the only uh, one they really drive that home with. Okay. But they do it. I mean, that's a good portion of a whole episode. They really, it's huge. That's why they do that. I, it's a good scene. Uh, I, the thing I like about comics compared to, or even just the stories compared to this is that they can do that scene much longer with just a bunch of visuals, right? And the words go with a bunch of just different visuals of people and, and things happening. Um, but I think you certain, get all the same certain things. things in the comic. Yeah. It's just going to be through one guy instead of having him jump through all these different people. There's a story in the comics about the emperor of the United States. And what's funny about it is that I think there might have actually been a person who did that. Like that's that part of the comic was based on that character. 
I gotta look this up. Huh. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to watch all of it. I've just been saving it for when it's good for me to fully absorb it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm like so far. I loved it. I'm very anxious for another season. Who knows when we'll get it because they're writing it now. Emperor Norton. They're probably gonna save it till after Stranger Things season five, so people have a reason to keep Netflix. Or do it before because Stranger Things season five is two years away. So it might be something to plug in the year in between to keep people subscribed. <sighs> two years. Yeah, I know, man. I'm a little worried my <laughs> my Disney membership. I, I bought a three year membership when they first came out. I got like some super sick deal of I remember um, that, yeah. Twenty dollars or something, whatever it was. And uh it's expiring this September, October, November, one of these months. I'm oh, sure shit. we can figure that out. Oh, I'm going to renew it. It's just at what rate? I hope they give me like a good one. They're like, hey, you've been here since the beginning. Thank you. Jerk me off a little bit. I don't know. You know what? If you are interested in getting Hulu, I think you can add Disney Plus onto your Hulu for an extra $2.99 a month. Mm, I'm not interested in getting Hulu. Hulu is about to become Disney Plus adult, though. Oh, but I have Hulu because somebody logged into it. And I don't know who. I'll never tell. <laughs> I, I finished Paper Girls. Oh, how was that? Fucking great. Nate made me all pessimistic that we're never going to get a second season because showrunner issues. But uh, it was really good. And they're running ads for it on YouTube and shit. So I'm hoping maybe they'll commit to another season. It I looks really pretty cool, it. but it almost looks like... Uh... Uh, a girl version of uh, I know it's a weird thing to say but like a stranger thing uh, add some multiverse it's uh it's it's yeah it's more of a time travel thing yeah I, I saw it it looks very good the books are amazing it's probably not appropriate for my for my girls I'm guessing um no I bet it's appropriate for your girls man like all the main characters are 12 years old so like the heaviest shit they deal with is heavy for a 12 year old it's not I, I wouldn't say it's any darker or heavier than anything they've seen in Marvel. Like, it's not sexual. It's not hyper-violent in any kind of special way. There's no, there's no special gore. It's like mech suits and girls teaming up like an unlikely friendship formed out of a job. Yeah. And it's a... But like the, stick together. Yeah, the deepest, darkest shit in it is like uh, the kid's parents are dead or... You find out just I'm spoiling this just because you're going to have to decide whether or not to watch it with your daughters. But like you find out one of the girls who's 12 in the story when they travel the future, she finds out she died of brain cancer when she was 16. So that's like heavy, but it's not like have nightmares about, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like you, you guys might have a talk about stuff like that, but I don't think it'll like scar them in any way i think uh, the black widow story is so much worse <laughs> than anything touched upon that was a hard one to watch to be honest that one is yeah. Iron Man too it talked about an orgy and there was a lot of just sexual stuff yeah that's Iron right Man like too? yeah I think it was iron man too it no. is there's joke there's jokes about it and it's enough for a kid to be like what's funny what's going on yeah you know like i was asked by one of my kids what's an orgy and and i i just ignored it to see maybe it'd go away and then it came back and i said it's when a bunch of adults get naked and do stuff with each other Hug. and she's like what kind of stuff and i'm like you slammed your hand in the car door and was like i have to go to the hospital right now <laughs> no no i said Adult stuff, uh, you just you wouldn't you don't understand. Um, and, and she wasn't really learning about growing and changing quite yet. But when we were down 
in Mexico, uh, we walked down the street and she saw there was a sex shop. And she says, what's a sex shop? Like, I don't understand that. Like, it, it's a place where adults go sometimes to get stuff. Well, like, what? Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't. I really, I don't, I, I mean, I can't really explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, like you have toys that dad doesn't care about. <laughs> it was, they make it, toys for adults that you wouldn't think were fun. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was weird, but whatever. All right. Maybe I'll see it then. Maybe I'll watch it with them. I'll, I'll talk to the wife about it, but we still have to finish. We're on the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Nice. Uh, which has been fantastic. Second watch. Yeah. Nice. Good. I haven't, and, I haven't gone back and watched any of those series. This is, I'm just really waiting. Good. I'm over here waiting for She-Hulk. I'm pretty excited about that. So am I. It looks fun. And yeah, more Charlie too. Cox, man. He's in every episode. Is he? According That's to the report. Yeah. <laughs> He's also got his movie, which I'm not a premier TV member show. of the IMD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, which I'm not an IMDb plus member, so I can't see any of the people. Information. In it. Yeah. It's uh, 18 episodes. It's their biggest episode commitment yet. Wow. 30 minutes, you think? I I mean, I'd be surprised if they weren't a little bit longer. Daredevils. 45 minutes an episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. A televised hour. 1845s? Wow. That'd be cool as shit. I'm just excited we're getting it. I mean, I fucking hope. I mean, I, at least Marvel is not out here canceling finished projects like those fuckers over at DC. Man, did you watch Kevin Smith really break that down? Kevin Smith no. got so pissed. He's like, why wouldn't you cancel The Flash? You got a guy who's done fucked up shit, and this Batgirl movie can't be any worse. Yeah, but on his Hollywood Babylon podcast, he basically explained how this is like burning it down for the insurance money. And yeah, they're like, writing, it, as, writing it off as a loss. Yeah, so they get a $20 million rebate, but it's, it, it's a special kind of writing off for loss that you can do when the company changes hands. So it's not the same as a normal movie being written off as a loss. It's being written off as like bad business by the previous company. Mm. So they get they get more than just normal forgiveness. So they're going to get a $20 million rebate if they never let this movie see the light of day. But it's still yeah, but they've already... costing them $70 million. Yeah, yeah, right. No, this guy is famous for not making good business decisions. He ran CNN Plus into the ground in a week. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest financial failures in like the last 15 years by any business like he fucked up he threw money away that didn't need to be thrown away for no reason other than it's the same thing he's doing now he's acting like a restaurant manager that comes in and is like well i'm gonna fire as many people as i can this is gonna be my thing when it succeeds like it's gonna be all my ideas that succeed none of these former uh, bosses can claim any credit for the shit i'm about to do because i'm gonna fuck all their shit up and he is like a known piece of shit uh zaslov like he's he's regarded as a moron and it's wild that this is being allowed to happen well, but if you thought dc comics was at a risk of getting liquidated under at&t this guy's gonna fuck shit up man that sucks because i i don't care necessarily to see a batgirl movie but i want to see keaton yeah man it and it came out like some employee at the company leaked that it tested exactly the same as Black Adam. So it didn't even test bad. Like it's a good movie They're, we're just not going to see it. He keeps canceling everything that's going straight to HBO Max. We don't know if we're still getting Blue Beetle. Strange Adventures is canceled. Uh, like uh, Supergirl's canceled. 
Uh, Supergirl was going to be in the Flash movie too, right? She still is. They just canceled her HBO Max movie. Oh. Mm. They're so that's. Just, I think that's a dumb move. They, he just added Batman back into the Aquaman movie. Affleck went in for post shoots. Uh, he's he said that they're not going to do any more straight to HBO Max DC things. So it's all going to be movies or nothing. So we don't know if we're going to get more Harley Quinn animated show or if that's canceled. We don't know uh, if the Penguin show is going to go forward or if at least canceled. we still have a few years of Marvel movies to look forward to. Yeah. yeah DC, but that DC means we might not get more Doom Patrol. We might not get more. Oh, I know. Um, I know all the implications. Titans. T- Titans. I know. I understand. And that's it's, uh, it's terrible. Like DC Comics should do everything in their power to advocate for this because it's what's keeping them alive. I mean, the yeah. comics are good, obviously. But. I mean, if I was Jim Lee, fuck it, I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs. Like, you can't, like, as fans, guys, don't let them do this to us. Right. They're, they're the only they're, thing they're, that can compete with Marvel. Yeah. This is, this is what's getting us writers is they they dream of getting their stuff made into scripts like if they dismantle this whole thing it's gonna push us back years if they don't liquidate us maybe they need to do something like mar like marble studios dc should come out with well that's what they want they want to do like hey we got a 10-year plan now we're gonna start all over and i'm and the only thing it sounds like he's for sure keeping is the new batman franchise With oh. Rob at Bat and Bat. Yep. Mm. Oh well. well. Everything else is a mystery. They're gonna let Black Adam come out, Shazam come out. They're letting uh fuck, there's another one. The Flash apparently is still coming out. Uh which is fucking wild to me. Yeah. I think though, because of the slated slot it's in that they can't get the same tax write-off, they burn it down because it happens in the next fiscal year after when they bought the company. Do you yeah, know what I mean? People are going to boycott it. And- oh, I know. But I mean, I don't think these decisions are being made on quality or how they're going to be received. It really sounds like the Zavloff guys approaching things on like, which shed can I burn down for insurance money on my way in? I'm going to burn it all down in a year or two anyway, but which ones can I fucking kill right now to get a rebate? Terrible. Kevin Smith was saying like, they paid us all on Strange Adventures. They already spent the money. Put it oh, out. He was involved in that. Yeah, he was going to do a Bizarro story with Nick Nicholas Cage playing Bizarro. Oh, that would be wonderful. Oh, he that hadn't signed so good. Yeah, Nick hadn't signed the contract yet, but he was in talks mm. and like down to do it when it all fell apart. So we were going to finally see Nick Cage as Superman. It was it was going to rule, and it was going to be a Kevin Smith super. It was going to be the way it should have been. Everybody was going to be there except Tim Burton. Eh. No big loss there. I know. The guy that made the penguin eat fish. He's a penguin. It makes sense. Does it? Because it's also an established character that had like a 50-year run already at that point. And eating fish wasn't part of it. Uh, you got to fudge the numbers sometimes, Jake. Yeah. It would be worse. Mitch, other His than... His uh, could be gushing blood. Other than yeah. the Orville. I haven't watched the Orville yet. Oh, I've been watching... wanting to watch the Orville. I've been watching Better Call Saul, the final season. Oh, how's that been? It's been really good. Really, really good. The past two episodes now have been a flash forward to things that have happened after Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. which uh, I've been trying an experiment. I told my parents, like, hey, you should watch Better Call Saul. And they've been watching it from the first season as it comes out each season. Um, And then, you know, it's kind of like that experiment of, like, do you show 
people who have never seen Star Wars, the prequels first, you show them in the release order. But up until the last couple episodes, it's been like building and building and building. But now they're having shit that's they're, they're referencing things that have happened in Breaking Bad. And I think it doesn't really work from if you haven't seen Breaking Bad. type I of thing. I haven't seen any of those shows. Uh, Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad. I, I saw bits and pieces of Breaking Bad. Yeah, don't not watch that you. one with the kids. No, I yeah. I, I don't plan on it. Kristen Ritter is not as cool as she is in Jessica Jones. She played uh, Jesse's girlfriend, right? And she yeah. overdosed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, I know enough in, about it. But I was like, like what a woman. Up until the last couple um, episodes, though, it's like you don't really need a working um, a working like knowledge of what happens in Breaking Bad, except for now it's like flashing forward, it's <laughs> referencing all the shit that happened in the, that TV show. And then if you're like my folks, they're like, what does that mean? I don't understand who's that guy. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so do you really have to watch uh, Better, uh, Better, uh, excuse me, Breaking Bad? To, you'll yeah, have no, to, to appreciate the ending, to appreciate okay. how it ends and sets up like the thing they've been doing flash forward little vignettes do the whole time. I think you'll have to probably understand how shit went down yeah next monday is the series finale of better call Saul, so i'll i'll have a better answer for you after that okay because they finished the like the prequel storyline and now it's like all the stuff that happens after breaking bad they're doing in black and white too which is like a cool visual story thing but i don't know it's uh it's weird it's still good because i know everything's fucking going on so i'm like oh, oh. But, you know, it'd be like if you it'd be like if you got to Revenge of the Sith and they were referencing things that happened in Return of the Jedi and you were like, what the fuck's that mean? Yeah. Right. Are they referencing thing or are people showing up? Well, uh, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I don't care. OK, so in the 11th episode of season six, a better call Saul, the storyline is split between. Part of it is what happens after Breaking Bad. So all the stuff with Walter White's criminal empire goes down. Saul is in hiding under a new assumed identity, working at a Cinnabon in a mall in Omaha. And then there's also a, there's also a other storyline that is that picks up after the like Walter and Jesse show up. Like Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are in the episode, and Whoa. you see you see a scene from Breaking Bad from like a different angle. Wow. And yeah, so it's really cool. They recreated the inside of the, the meth RV. And um, so it kind of bounces back and forth between the the Breaking Bad from a different angle type situation to what's happening post Breaking Bad. And, and now Saul's getting back into being a con man, even though he's technically still on the run. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. Can't keep a good con down. Nah, it's kind of like keep- in Hawkeye when they did that. Kate Bishop seeing him come out when they like melded them together. Yeah, very much so. Um, Because like in the Breaking Bad scene, so basically there's an episode of Breaking Bad called Better Call Saul where they introduce Saul Goodman and there's a part where they kidnap him and they take him out to the shallow grave in the desert and he references two people, Ignacio and Lalo. And those are just throwaway names but they, the creators of the Better Call Saul, who one of them is the creator of Breaking Bad, they there's an Ignacio and a Lalo that are characters across the first like five six seasons of this show. So like the, that little throwaway line basically gave birth to this whole story arc. And then the, now there's an episode of Better Call Saul called Breaking Bad. So you mm. know, nice. That's cool. yeah, yeah, man. They, so that 
Fan service. Yeah. What'd you say, Jay? Fan service. I was going the same place Matt was. I was just stumbling on my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I have one recorded that happened yesterday, and that's the second to last episode. And then tomorrow, or Monday will be the... Monday the... Uh, 15th will be the last one. Nice. Have any so, of you watched Uncharted yet? The movie Tom Holland? With, with Tom Holland. Yeah, it's been on Netflix since like Friday. Tom no. Holland. Say it like Mike Cocaine. Tom Holland. Hello. Tom Holland. Now, how was it? Looks like I haven't watched top. it yet. Uh, okay. Yeah, it looks crazy, like crazy, crazy video game action movie. I saw the trailer in the theaters a bunch. Yeah, it looks like it could be cool. I'm wondering if it's one of those things where you, like, much like the Sandman, where it's like you'll appreciate it more if you play this, or if you watch, you read the the comics. Will you appreciate this as much if you um, didn't play the games? It'll be kind of like the Halo series. Like, you didn't play the games, so will the uh, visual version of it uh, resonate with you? Dude, I tried really hard on the Halo series, and it just feels like watered-down sci-fi to me. It is. I never played that. I mean the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the show is, like, pretty elementary the whole time. Oh, yeah. Well, they took all the fucking interesting things about Halo and threw it the fuck away, which, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll uh, rectify in the second season. May God have mercy on us all. Have any of you watched the new Predator movie that's out on Hulu? No, I want to watch it. I'm really excited to watch it, and I want to watch it with the girl. I heard it was pretty raunchy. Pretty gory? Not gory, but just, like, actually, like, tense, like a real thriller. Yeah. Yeah. It might be gory. That's just not what they reported. It's like, oh, dude, I was like, I watched it as like a movie to end my day. And then I was up for four more hours because like my body was just full of adrenaline. Cool. Yeah. So it's a pretty tense story, is it? Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like them hunting indigenous people. So I don't think there's like a shitload of dialogue or anything. I think it's like a hunt. Like, I think you're really, I, I think there's less, you know, we're soldiers of fortune or like, we're just explored. Like, I think it's really just like, oh, we're being hunted. We got to fuck these guys who are hunting us up. Jesse Ventura gave it high praise for what it's worth. Yeah. Is it? Um, and there's a version it of it Comanche? in Comanche. Yeah, I was going to say, I know there's a version in Comanche. But you didn't watch it in Comanche? I haven't watched it. Oh. I was just wondering if you guys had an opinion on it yet. I value your opinions. I couldn't access Hulu when I was in Mexico on my uh, on my what's it called my Roku. It wouldn't let me. It's because it. your Roku thought you were saying hello in a weird Swedish accent. They're open to <laughs> foreign languages. Down hello, hello, hello. They're like, no, it's hola. And you're like, no, Hulu. They're like, hola, gringo. And you're like, Hulu, only murders in the building. I heard that second season of that show is kind of not as good. Oh, well, I tried the first season of that show, and it was not as good either. Oh, well, fair the enough. Bob's, the Bob's Burger movie rips. Have you guys watched that yet? No. no. I like and, Bob's uh, Burgers. But like I wanted to see good. that. I wanted to see it in theaters, but it like it came out at a weird time where I just didn't have uh, time for it, you know. So I, I think it bombed in the fucking theaters. I I think it bombed by like blockbuster metrics, but I think it paid for itself. Oh, good. Yeah, the but movie's Bob's good though. It's really good. Like I really like. I thought it had a lot of heart. It was basically just like one really long Bob's Burgers movie. They didn't overstuff it with shit. Like they just you know they felt out the story a little bit more than they normally would but it's not it's not like a simpsons movie where they were like let's have the same like if each 
episode only fills 21 minutes. Let's have nine episodes worth of shit to fill this movie. They were like, no, let's have one story and then flesh it all the way out. Jake, I have bad news for you. What, it didn't pay for itself? On a budget of $38 million, the box office was only 34.1. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that and then getting it uh, licensed by HBO Max immediately probably helped too. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not trying to say, well, fuck that, Jake. Uh, It's a piece of shit movie. Didn't even make its money back. I'm not trying to say that. Um, Like, I read something that it was, uh, it kind of had a storyline that mirrors one of, like, a, a, a newer old Simpsons an older new Simpsons. I don't know the way to, I would totally, I would totally believe that this family comedy story treads on water. That Simpsons treads on. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, it's almost impossible at this point. Like people say every story is in the Bible. Fuck that. Every story is in the Simpsons. They've covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons uh, predicts everything. Yeah, because if you throw, uh, you know, every dart at the wall, you're going to hit all the spots. Yeah, True that's fair. And they've been throwing for a long time, haven't they? Yeah, and it's very close to the formula that Bob's Burgers has to operate inside of, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But I'd be interested to see which Simpsons storyline this was that it was close to, because that sounds like a fun episode. Uh it's one where Homer finds the corpse of Wayland Smithers Sr. in the drainage underneath the nuclear power plant. Oh, okay. So there's similarities, but okay. I get what you mean. I was thinking it would be the whole theme part. You guys haven't seen the movies. So nothing I'm going to say is going to make sense. Yeah. I haven't it's really good. Burger as a show either. It's much more of a musical than the show. The movie? Matt, Matt yeah. musicals. The Matt show's a musical too. I mean, they make a lot of money selling records of the music from the show every year. But Are we talking about Bob's uh, Burgers? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Bob's Burgers is famous for their music. Wow, I had no idea. There's a lot of musical numbers in Bob's Burgers. I Maybe think I'll watch if it. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, there is a musical number every episode, right? Well, at the end, they do a musical number during the end credits that's about the episode every episode, but a lot of episodes, there's also musical numbers in in the episode. Yeah, man, it rules so hard. Have you not watched any of it, really? I've never watched an episode. Oh, dude, you're going to love it. You're going to love it so much. Here's the thing, and and I, I don't know if this is an accurate statement, but I'm going to say it. I think I avoided it because I didn't want to get burned out on uh, John H. John Benjamin's voice because I felt like at the time I was watching Archer, Archer. and other things home movies and h john benjamin has a band and whatever it is uh yeah with his voice and i was like i don't need to watch one more so i put it off and then i just never got it never started it it's so good dude the casting in every episode is killer the kids all have awesome amazing unique personalities is it very Uh, adult it's 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 mostly adult but it's not adult in a way that you couldn't watch it with your kids it's more simpsons than family guy american dad and and it's and it's more like golden age simpsons not early simpsons or later simpsons where it's like they don't get that deep into anything too meaningful they're just going for the jokes and when it is meaningful it's meaningful in a way that it could be a learning lesson for a 12 13 year old kid it's not I mean, I do, I do like John Benjamin. Dude, Gene, Eugene Merman is Gene. Yeah. Rules so fucking hard. Dan Mintz is Tina. Kristen just being Shaw. Dan Mintz kills. Kristen Shaw's Luis is amazing. What a lunatic of a kid. 
the characters are really interesting in a way that most kid characters on shows aren't. Oh, this is probably why it tanked because it released the exact same weekend as Top Gun Maverick. Oh, dude, can't go against Tom Cruise. Yeah, and like you said, it was at a weird part of the summer where like I really wanted to see it, and it only showed for a week here, and I never made it. Yeah, he's still... got such a cool voice. Yeah, and in Bob's Burgers, he's doing he's doing like the least amount of sweetness he puts on his voice. Like it's closer to how H. John just talks normal day to day. Yeah, I saw that Archer episode with the crossover where Archer had amnesia. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he was Bob, um, and it's just I real that was flat. Really funny. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. I loved him in like Wet a Hot American Summer as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He fucking rules, man. And Coach McGurk all time. He's been, oh, in, a dude. Of, He's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Wonder how old H. John Benjamin is. 53? 56. I'd say 56. That was a pretty good guess. Yeah, you guys both looked it up though, I guess. <laughs> Based on who he used to date's age. Oh, who did he used to date? Uh, Laura Silverman. Hmm. Laura Silverman? The Believe It or Not, Hotter of the Silverman Sisters. Oh, I didn't know that there were. Yeah, she plays Sarah's sister on Sarah's TV show, but she's like six years older than Sarah. She's a couple years older than Sarah. They play the twins on Bob's Burgers. It's Laura and Sarah playing the twins. Ollie and Folly. Oli and Foley. Never saw it. Oh, yeah, but Mitch, Mitch, Ollie and, Ollie and um, Andy. Ollie and Andy. Yeah, that's Laura and Sarah. So that's fun. So it's a bit where they get to talk to each other as like crazy twins in a recording session, you know, almost every Ollie, week. Ollie and Andy, right? Yeah, they're hilarious. And then regular Rudy. Regular size Rudy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Do you all remember a uh, show called Syphil and Ollie? Yeah. Kind of. They were, they were sock puppet. Yeah. It was a sock puppet show. I don't remember it. I'm aware of it because it's a comedy legend. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. I used to watch it, that and I, I was thinking about it recently and I wanted to watch it again, but I didn't know how or where other than I guess YouTube. Yeah. Marin had the guy on who like created it a couple of years ago and it was like a big deal to Marin. Oh, really? I, remember, I just remember, yeah, that like he promoted it for like two weeks in front of other interviews. Like, hey, just remember coming up in like three weeks is uh me me and the syphil and ollie guy like yeah like i think it was formative for him well he's done a bunch of stuff it looks like with people the the liam lynch the american the filmmaker one of them okay. i guess there's two people who who are responsible um i think the other guy might be the weirdo that actually like did the puppets and stuff Okay, because this guy was in like, I don't know if he directed or starred in School of Rock. And Yeah, Liam Lynch is like a big director. That's why I think he might have just been like the main guy that they had to attach to it to get the art made right. into it. TV and a bunch show. of Jack Black stuff, it looks like. Yeah. Matt Krakow. That might be it. All right. Oh, he also did fake movies. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to watch that because I remember liking it. Yeah. But I was in like high school probably at the time. I mean... Take a look at the Bob's Burgers cast while you're on IMDb there, though. I did. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I know, but, you know, when things get too far out, you're like, ooh, I have 13 seasons to watch as if I don't have enough shit on my plate. Very, I totally agree. But Bob's Burgers is also not the kind of show, like, you could watch one every two months if it fit into, like, you just being like, eh, I need something funny to laugh at before I call it a night. 
like yeah. you watch alone like it's not oh no nobody nobody TV nobody's gonna spoil bob's burgers for you is what i mean like right that's fair it's it's just a sweet little family comedy it'd be like the goldbergs like there's no harm in getting a season behind on the goldbergs and then watching it when you got nothing to watch because who's gonna spoil a kid's puberty for you yeah that was a good show the goldbergs first season was outstanding yeah i gotta watch this last one i still haven't watched any of it it's gonna be weird uh, without um peter siegel george the, gra- the grandpa grandpa yeah that would yeah. i say george george peter oh you said peter, peter siegel, siegel. No idea. I either. think you, I think you were thinking of Peter Boyle because that's where my head went when you said Peter Siegel. Oh, everyone there is a Raymond. Peter Siegel. Uh, Jason Siegel. Yeah. Uh, they also on uh, Hollywood Babylon this week. I don't know if either one of you were still watchers or ever were watchers of Hollywood Babylon. No. Okay. It's... I I loved Hollywood Babylon, and then it got to the point where I think the uh, like the pandemic happened, and they weren't doing it. So yeah, I... they took three years off. They're back. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they played a clip of Scooby Doo Two, and it includes like a dance number at the end of Scooby Doo Two, where like everybody's like the whole cast is out there doing it, hmm. and for some reason Peter Boyle's there, and he can't do the dance, and it's very oh. very funny. Like he very much can't do the dance everyone else on stage is doing, and they didn't crop him out or edit him out or let him just sit out the dance number they just made him do it and it's like my new favorite thing is this video of peter boyle just biffing it because hmm. he's also allegedly by people who would know the biggest pothead who's ever lived in hollywood california apparently peter boyle smoked weed by the bushel that's awesome yeah yeah we talked about that one other episode i remember yeah he's a legend He's a legend in the pothead community of like, oh, no, that guy put it down. He was fuck you high all the time. Mm, good for him. Oh, shit. Um, the one thing that I have been watching is I watched the new series of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. How was it? I hear it's a lot better than the movie. Yeah, I like the movie, but like there's something off about it and I couldn't put my finger on it. But the, the series is really good. Um, there's one episode where they, they try to get into an escape escape room and they go into the bathroom and they think that the bathroom's the escape room (laughs) okay i'm excited to watch it (laughs) yeah you should watch it uh and then the the there's one without butthead in it it's just beavis and he, he comes across a dumpster fire and the the fire talks to him and he's like he's like beavis you will do my bidding and then he's like i want you to go to your high school track and run around the track four times and he's like having beavis do all this like productive shit like recycling and everything he's like this fire sucks (laughs) (laughs) there's also an episode where they've aged them up right yeah i haven't got to that one yet um so uh, what is this on paramount Paramount plus dude i really think the problem with the movie was that they didn't make sense in the time period they put them in people's confusion and like dealing with them and shit wouldn't be there that trope has existed for 30 years now yeah but i think they're just in the modern era in this series now are they is it stressed as much yeah but are they in like high stakes situations with like government officials and shit because in 1993 no. or four, it was believable that a kid could talk in like new slang and shit 
and confuse an FBI agent. But those kids speaking in the same slang and confusing an agent who's their same fucking age in the future makes no sense. I uh, I don't know. It didn't, like, when you said that originally, like, that movie didn't bother me that much. Like, my my big thing is, I was just like, fuck, man, Mike Judge cannot do Beavis's voice anymore. He, it sounds too fucking weird. Um, but I, in the series... It, it, it didn't sound weird to me until I YouTube built clips, and then I was like, oh, wow, he's aged. Yeah, but in the series, I, in the new series, I think he's found it a little more. Okay, and... But even you said there's something off about the movie. Like there's something about the movie that just doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know. Probably because they went through a black hole and went through time and everything. It's like too big of a story to tell with those two characters. Yeah. It just doesn't work. And the bits are good. Like we said, like even when I said, when I first saw it, like the jokes are all funny. It's just like, they don't even, they do the same jokes. There's not even that much exploration in the story to give them like new fodder. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, they're in the modern era now because, like, uh, escape rooms didn't exist back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but that's a modern era thing that's a little bit different than, like, seeing the billboards and dealing with money and cell phones. And, like, the right. modern era was, like, a, mo- a main point of the movie, not like them just kind of casually dealing with things that might have only existed now. Like, yeah. are there any storylines about them figuring out smartphones or anything like that? Not that I've seen. There's yeah. one where they get, they get, uh, Beavis has a drill that he just brought to school for some reason. And he keeps revving the drill up while Van Driesen's trying to teach class. <laughs> and Van Driesen takes <laughs> it away from him. So they, they hatch this scheme that they're going to hide in this box until, um, school is closed. And then they're going to go out and get the drill. But, they get taped inside the cardboard box and put in the school's basement. And then they're like missing for three weeks. It, it, it's great. It's it's so solid, man. It's classic Beavis and Butthead. So all the other characters are the same? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, no, well then I think that kind of implies it takes place in the 90s. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, because... Or it's just like The Simpsons. The Simpsons do that, right? I mean, they do the same same things in modern time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but they don't, they don't time travel and like really point out modern times at any point in The Simpsons either, though. Fair enough, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I used to yeah, love watching stoked. that. In, I uh, still do. Do they play videos? Yes, they play some music videos, and then they also watch like TikTok videos now. Okay. When they watch videos, their TV is a flat screen, so that kind of gives you that it's in the future, and they're watching yeah. TikTok. So yeah, but on a TV. Yeah. Okay. Like these morons would never fucking be able to figure out how to stream shit. But are they even pretending they're streaming shit or do they just like pull it up on their TV? No, they're just, it's, you know, it's on like much okay. like the videos when they were watching music videos. It's yeah. just on. Okay. Okay. I like this more already just on premise alone yeah you should give it a watch <laughs> i'm gonna i might probably watch that tonight out of shit to watch i think till new I mean, what we do in the shadows yeah mike judge might say unpopular things in public but his art is wonderful what did he oh, say that's he, in public yeah did he get in trouble no not like stuff like that he's just i remember there was shit about him uh i think possibly being pro-trump or what have you oh that seems like that that would be awesome i could see him saying something where people would just like love him on the pro-trump side Uh, this is the man that gave us bobby hill yeah yeah i know let me see i remember they was getting 
called out for something. Yeah, <laughs> he's weird. Like that I interview love with I love his shit, Stewart's though. I mean, I'm like not, one of the I'm only judging. ones he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I think even he knows he shouldn't be out in public that often. But man, what a great track record. Office space, be with some butthead, king of the hill. Yeah. Uh idiocracy. Um that cartoon after King of the Hill. The Good Family. Yeah. I never watched that one. Yeah. Yeah, I never watched it either. I also don't even remember if I saw all of Idiocracy. Is that the one with the Wilson brother? Yeah, yeah. Luke Wilson. Okay, yeah, and Terry uh, Cruz. Upgrade. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I saw that. That re- I don't remember the movie very much. It President kinda, Terry Camacho. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, uh, one of, I don't know why it's one of my favorite movies, but Mom and Dad Saved the World. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar to that. It's like an adult version of that. It also is becoming eerily right over time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like if that movie and Wally fucked, that might be our future. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot to unpack right there. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of The Sandman, and we should, uh, we should, I want to see it all before I talk about it more. Yeah, right? Mitch, watch it all. You got a week, dog. <laughs> I will. What I'm going to do is leave the lights on. <laughs> no, uh, your remote Mitch Mitch Midnight Mitch Six. Leave the lights on. Is that leave Motel the lights. Six? Yeah. I'm Tom Bodet. We'll leave the lights on for you. Motel Mitch Six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a lot of fun today, boyos. Yeah. Um, we uh we talked a lot about things. You can tell us what you're watching. Uh you can write us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can follow us on our Facebook page. You can write us a tweet at broadcast geeks or on instagram at broadcast underscore geeks we do have a subreddit r slash broadcast geek we also you can like and rate and share the podcast give us five stars if you could on uh podbean apple Podcasts, or spotify i think it's still live over there but yeah other than that we're uh we're chugging along we'll chug along again next week from there and you know how we always do it. We leave you with a, a nice little sign-off line. It goes a little something like this. Excelsior. Excelsior. Boom. My dog's howling it, too. <laughs>